Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Glenn Hayworth. G'day everyone, Glenn Hayworth here on the Business Breakthrough Podcast. Got a really, really exciting guest on today. His name's Nate from Walkies Dog Training. Nathan and I have been working together for four years or so now. Uh, yeah, I think four years, man. His journey has been a, an amazing one. I'm really excited for him to share his story <laughs> today. So welcome, Nath. Thanks for being here, mate. Thanks. Good to be here. I think a really good starting point would just be to dive straight into your story. Yep. With business, with walkies, because you've gone from basically zero locations to now just having recently launched your fourth location. Yep. And, and I think that story in itself... You know, we need to unpack, we need to find out, hey, what were the steps that it took to get there? Because I think for a lot of people listening, business owners, people looking to get into business who have been in business a while, who are looking to grow, looking to scale, that story is going to be a really helpful one to them. So, Okay, cool. Uh, so I guess uh, so. we're looking to help people that want to get, get into business as well as those already in, right? Yeah. So um, I guess it's probably best to start with previous to being a dog trainer let alone running my own business i was working in logistics for a furniture company and i was miserable (laughs) like i was tired i was burnt out uh probably when it comes down to it i was working twice as hard as what i work now but without any freedom without any family time you know without any kind of like outlet or creativity input yeah um all of the things that kind of now i associate with being healthy weren't available to me so i i just got married and we just got to the point where we were like throw it in let's let's just give up money for a while and and see if we can do something that will equal you know happiness basically that was that was the goal of leaving um what flipped the switch for you to be able to do that what was the kind of trigger that you you kind of said enough is enough i'm starting this i've had enough I was, uh, well, so at the time we were living in Sydney, like in the inner West and I was burnt out, burnt, like consistently burnt out. There wasn't a backup. I was just staying down all the yeah. time. And, um, and it, it just affects your entire life. You know, like when you have free time, you're recouping and then you're, you're just going back down Yeah. and, uh, things just get worse and worse. And, uh, a lot of mental health issues and stuff come with that. Um, and yeah, and it was just, it was just too much for everyone. Yes. Um, so, so we both, myself and my wife decided that we were going to try, try, you know, studying different things. So I I never left my original job immediately. I I held on, went down to four days a week, still probably doing the same amount of hours because the job was the job. And, uh, and I, I started studying to become a vet nurse, um, uh, worked one day a week in a vet clinic and studied online and at night and got got there pretty quickly uh, and that that was awesome that was where I kind of found you can do something that you love yeah um, and is that where you sort of found the passion for dog training and yeah I think animals? I think the the dog love has yeah. always kind of been there yeah but especially like growing up in like, you know, a family that works and all of my friends were from like family businesses or big companies and stuff. And they, and they kind of that working drive was in me, but never for the fulfillment, always for the cash. Yes. And uh, yeah, so vet nursing was the first time I found out that you can actually like be happy whilst mm. working hard. Um, but that in turn led to like, there's no freedom in that. There's no money to be made. There's no creativity. Uh, it was just, it was a step in the right direction for me, but it, it only ticked the boxes that made me happy. Yes. Not, you know. Didn't fulfill all your needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, like we were just married, so so we were looking to you know, buy a house, yes. all that kind of things, eventually start a family, everything. And uh, both of us working full time and not enough money to get there mm. means that we're not ticking the right boxes, right? Yes. So, so um and uh, so then I, uh, then I kind of took a step, an extra step and a bit of a risk. And it's kind of like a big, I, I know we, we always talk about this kind of stuff, but yeah. I, I did something that I couldn't afford to do financially. And I just took another day off and I started 
pushing my own thing. Yes. And I started with, like, that's where walkies kind of came from. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even called Walkies Dog Training Academy. It was just walkies. Yeah. And, uh, and I started uh, pet sitting and, uh, like, I guess walking dogs, but walking dogs that people can't walk. So the harder dogs, the dogs that actually need help and love. Still and, need the training and yeah, element yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and, and because I was taking clients that in general people would just say no to yes because you know you, you just kind of have to have the experience of handling and, and everything and then i have the vet nursing background so i was i was just a bit everything came naturally to me yeah um i i was just kind of that day filled up and i think i was at five clients a week and i met you yep at that stage <laughs> eh? yeah yeah because i i remember specifically because uh, we had a first meeting and we talked about how things can change and step forwards and, and you just kind of spoke in like aligning, like I'm a million ideas at any one point in time kind of kind yeah. of brain. Yeah. And you just spoke them back to me in achievable steps. And, yes. uh, and the cost, I believe, was a little bit more than I was making a week. Gotcha. Like from walkies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I still it- hadn't jumped. I still hadn't let go of the previous thing. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, and again, like this is probably going to come up every ten sentences with me, but yeah. now we kind of hit a wall where I have like the happiness and the fulfillment in in what I want to do and what I'm doing. Yeah, I can make the money, mm. but it's not it's not a given. You know, yes. like now there's going to be hard work and risk. Like now I have to give up the guaranteed income. Yeah. Um. But you know, we got a taste, and mm. then, um. Yeah, that, that's literally, I believe, uh, we met in Kayama that time. Yeah, my, and, uh, my Kayama office yeah. across from Surf Beach there. I remember sitting down with you there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah you're at the point where you just sort of started this little side hustle and and you were really ready to, to scale it and make it your full-time thing. And, and I remember, yeah, at the time, I think I remember at the time, you know, when you were looking to start coaching, you made the decision and you just said, yeah, I'll make it work. And yeah. that, that basically is, yeah, you know, where you're at was, was, it was basically saying this is going to be a stretch for me. The business is so new, but you're willing to invest because mm. this, was your, this was your thing. This is your future. Yeah. And then, you know, so many people that I've met since, uh, you, there's, there's kind of a line when, you, when you're talking to other business owners and stuff. And you can kind of get the people that are stuck. Yeah. But they're not, they're investing in, you know, traditional marketing Yes. Stuff that, that you can't see pay off rather than themselves. Yeah. And like your business is kind of like it is your extension of yourself. Yeah. So if you're not growing, if you're not investing in yourself, then then your business becomes stuck. So true. But you're stuck. Like yeah. and that's the kind of and then and then we end up just working for the logistics company again. Yeah, that's like right. You end up a slave to your business, right? Because so much of it is such a psychological game, isn't it? Yeah. If you're not investing in yourself, then the business can't flourish. It yeah, can't grow 100%. if you're not growing. As Warren Buffett, who said the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. Yeah. Because that is where you need to be putting the, the resources first. Invest in you, invest in your knowledge, invest in your skill set, invest in your mindset, and then the business follows that. Yeah, 100%. And yep. and you know like I'm sitting there learning from you and 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 you're on the other side of the table with this awesome big business that everybody that's ever played a guitar knows and you have time to to be like you know starting out your own venture in in what fulfills you yeah with the with the coaching yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and and all these cogs are just lining up between the two of us. And I'm like, yeah. cool. So he's made the jump and he's, and everything's working out. And now he's got the, the freedom. He's got the family time. He's got the thing. And we're moving. And and all of the risk in my head is a, you know, like, what's the worst can happen? Yeah. Worst yeah. can happen is you end up back where you started. Yes. And then you try again. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't happen that way, obviously. Like we, we've been together now, working together for four years or so now. Yeah. And, and sort of fast forward to now, like just you, you've just launched your fourth location. So I, I remember the very first staff member that you got, yeah. Liv. She was the barista at the local coffee shop, Stacks and Kaima Downs, where I was going to get my coffees. And we always talk about this. I remember talking to her one day and she said, 
she just started saying, I'm looking to get into dog training. And I was like, I've just started working with this guy, Nath, who <laughs> is starting up a dog training business and needs needs a first hire. And yeah. and now she is your second in charge. She's helping you really lead, lead the team there, um, operating the four locations. And it's been amazing to see her journey with you as well, yeah. going from pouring coffees to now really by your side running this this, this yep. amazing business she's yeah lives a godsend she just makes everything doable a lot of like challenges with growth is that you can't be everywhere at once yeah and as much as the goal is to not be everywhere you still need like a presence or a communication and and everything and having somebody that you can trust but also um have grown with you know like yeah. staff members or kind of come and go but but having live around uh, and she's been around so long like the experience is there but also the mistakes and the successes and everything so that yeah we kind of have that shared like understanding of what we're doing where we're going yes um yeah, yeah. which is i i guess it's it's pretty crazy that the the first hire is the yeah. one, that, is the one yeah. that stays and, yeah. and everything works out she was just such a great fit but um and and, and if I can just say too, mate, like I think one of the things that you do really well, which I've shared your story many times with clients of mine and people in, in my circles and network and that sort of thing. One of the things I think you do really well is you implement and you take action. Mm-hmm. So if you and I sit down for a coaching session and we talk ideas, we talk strategy, we talk next steps, by the next session, you've done it all. Yeah. You've done, yep, done that, done this, done this. And so I think it's one of your biggest strengths to why you've done so well is that you don't just sit around and, and overthink things. Like you're a doer. You take the action and you implement. And so, so I think that's, that's, that's something that I think we all need to really be mindful of and work on. And I'd love to just hear from you, like what, what does it for you? And what would you say to someone who's, who's thinking about you know, doing the next thing or thinking about, I want to start the business or I want to grow my business or I want to take the next step, but they haven't taken the action. Mm-hmm. How do they get to the point where they can just, just do it, take the action? Um, so I don't, I don't think the, the being comfortable with the risk is something that, that you ever kind of like, I don't think you ever get comfortable with it, Yeah. but you get used to being uncomfortable with no risk. Mm. Like, uh, no risk to me feels like we're becoming stuck. Yeah. And if you become stuck, then for lack of a better word, like I don't like this word, but, but competition mm. that is not stuck is doing what you should be doing. Yes. And, um, and like, I'll, I'll talk about it in, in other things we, we say, but, but so much uh, like, like pushing the envelope and, and not settling for what the industry that you're in does just constantly looking for for to be better to be to be different yes um to the point where i'm like really big on i i don't my social media is like my personal stuff i don't follow anybody that is in line or before me Mm. so i'm only looking for like people that are doing the next thing what is here or there and and i don't mean in my industry i mean like everywhere yes like like you can get so swamped with it and then you feel yourself like worrying about things that that you've already you know your past you dealt with yeah Uh, it's really you kind of have to have your head in the right place and then like that that's not like a you know you still have to have everything else taken care of yeah (laughs) but but you should be you get so good at taking care of things that your job is to look for the next thing. yes and so basically if i can kind of talk about it like this it's taking the action for you is like you've got you, it's a pain and pleasure thing like mm. you associate more pain to staying where you are and yeah. being stuck and not doing anything than to getting out of your comfort zone and taking a risk and taking the action yeah 100%. and i think i think that that is really important to remember and to get to personally yourself like if you're someone who's out there listening who wants to get to the next level take the action but it's scary you've got to get to the point where you associate so much pain to where you are right now Mm. that it's unbearable and you have to change you have to take the risk you have to take the action yeah it's a pain pleasure thing right it's and if you're and if it's not painful enough for you right now then that's why you haven't taken the action yeah. You've got to line up. You've got to get real honest and say, it's not getting better now. It's not going to get better. It's, nothing's going to change if I don't change, if I don't take the action. So I must. 
I have to do this, even though it's scary. Yeah, it's associating more and, pain and to not changing than than actually taking the the action. Yeah, and uh, like just just something I was thinking then is that like that can have a lot to do with your goal setting too. Like my like you got my goals change all the time. And you're yeah. the same, but um, uh, like daily, I'll be changing my ten year goals. Yeah, but when you break that down into like monthly and weekly goals, uh, your direction is going to be general. And if you're not moving in that direction, then you're, the goals that you're actually working towards are moving away from you. Yes. And then that kind of can like that kind of mindset. So you're not looking at like what I'm doing today isn't the goal. The mm. goal is a forever changing 10 year goal kind of thing or a five year goal. And, uh, and that goal being unachievable takes away, like there becomes more risk in being happy, like settling. I don't yes. mean being happy. Being happy is the ultimate goal, right? But yes. but settling for how you are right now takes away your actual goals. Yes, and uh, and that is a bigger risk to me than than just doing the next thing, trying it out. Yes. I actually, um, every every morning, so so a big thing. I'm pretty sure I got it from you, but I, I like write out mantras. And yeah. my mantras change every day, uh, every month, but uh, every morning I write them out. And the first one has been since I met you, step out of your comfort zone. Yes. And I've gone from like the guy that can't talk to a clerk in a bookstore or a hairdresser to yeah. now I can walk into a room and talk to people. Yeah. And that's, you know, years, but, but it's, it's huge, you know? And that is every single morning when I wake up, I write step out of your comfort zone. That's awesome, um, man. I love that. You've been doing that since we've been working together? I think since the the first time we sat down, since so before I signed the contract. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, That's I just so noticed good. you put this paper book on, flipped yeah. through it to where we're up to, and I think I was like, "Oh, explain that to me." And then, um, uh, like having your extended goals that you can constantly change in the back of the book to refer to. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, like goal setting and like the under like the relevance, the connection between like your future goals and your your current goals. Yeah. should be a constant changing thing but without that like like risks diminish yes. because there's no there's no you're not risking anything if you don't do it yes like then then settling becomes safe mm. whereas settling is unsafe because you can't move forward yes absolutely um, and just on the on the goal setting thing yeah that's that is how i love to start sessions with people is looking at where do you want to be long term and how can we chunk that down to a shorter time frame? Yeah, it's in your, is it seven steps? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's in the, it's in the Resolve workbook. The, I was listening the to... one-on-one um, workbook. Uh, oh, I've completely forgotten his name. I was listening to something about recovery on the way here from, um, you know, the English actor that is really spiritual. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Russell Brand. Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. everything he does, like whether or not it connects to you or anything is just from a different angle and it's really good but i was listening today and he was talking about 12 steps so <laughs> I was yes. just, it's not 12 steps seven steps the seven the seven steps for me was how i started the the coaching was to put basically everything i wanted to talk about and teach putting it into a framework yeah. where i was able to take you from where you are to to where you want to go mm-hmm. and and the, the different areas cover you know, things from knowing your target market and heavy on the marketing side of things, as you know, to, to, to cash flow, to systems in your business and so to your sales process. So for me, it was just really important to put it into a framework. But yeah, that workbook, at the start of it, when we first started working, it was really about the goals, which is where I love to start. Yeah. And so to hear that you're so goal-focused and focused on getting out of your comfort zone now still is is awesome because I, th- I feel like when you said you're writing down your mantras, you know, I'm really big on, on the writing of things down, as you know, and writing down your goals so you can see them. Like, I'll write down my goals every day in my diary. Yeah. At the top of the, of the list of priorities comes my goals. I've got the vision board up, you know, that I have in the wardrobe with my long-term goals there as well. And so I think that's a real, a real credit to you and, and to your success too with business is that you're big on goals, and you're big on writing these things down, and the mantras, like the 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 mantras and the affirmations, yeah. to just to just really reinforce, you know, who you are and what and and what you're capable of. That's such an important piece too. Is that is which which adds to that mindset. Yeah, yeah, I mm. uh, yeah, it's just super important. It's it's the advice I give to every, everybody. Like start there. 
Yes. Without that, you can get lost so easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and if we can shift gears for a little bit <laughs> to go into more of the practical side of things for business and mm-hmm. particularly marketing, one thing I think you do really well is you go super hard on social media. Yep. And so much so that now you've got five different walkies accounts, yep. four, four, one for each location, plus an overall walkies dog training account on Instagram. Yeah. So you're essentially managing five walkies accounts right now, plus your own personal yep. account. And that's, that's, that's a lot, I think, for a lot of business owners to think about who are managing one account. And that's often hard to keep up with. So I'd love for you to share, you know, your tips and your feedback on running multiple accounts keeping consistent content because you guys just aren't posting every now and then like no, you look into your each, stories and each store and the would little, have a hundred a day minimum yeah should a hundred maybe more sometimes we minimum stories and the first ones disappear i think it's at a yeah. hundred that that the first ones start to disappear again right so you're maxing yeah. out the stories basically on Instagram so that you can't post any more. Five channels, yeah. 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 Which is which is basically insane. I don't yeah. know many people doing that. It's, you absolutely max out the stories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. what is it what is the system if you can share like how do you how do you how do you stay so consistent with that and produce so much content? So, um it is part of every level of uh like team member that we have is uh, there's a different type there's a different uh, uh, like amount that you have to be involved with social media yeah. everything we have all points back to Instagram and then the Instagrams are set up through Facebook so they yeah. they, they share amongst themselves yeah. but uh, we uh, every client we have there's a minimum so so we're dog trainers yes <laughs> um, so every every dog that comes into our academy every day needs to have a minimum amount of stories shared about it to the owner yeah um so whenever you come in contact with the dog whilst you're you're at work uh you're constantly um filming so you're filming like what we're doing explaining how we're doing it Mm. uh we're really like explaining in a way that it will help somebody that doesn't understand um so uh as a big thing like we learned like you can do heaps of social media but do it the wrong way like if you're dog trainers you know talking jargon like technical stuff and oh we went through this once i I was writing out a skeleton for something and you're like that i don't know what that is explain that to me what's this and we just kind of like you know reworded things yes Um, yes uh, things because you're not trying to sell to an expert you're trying to sell to somebody that needs an expert's help yeah uh so like making things like connectable and and able to sync in with the people uh and yeah and then so we're set up from the bottom so say we have 20 plus 20 25 dogs at at each store yeah that's that's 100 dogs a day getting 10 plus stories each yeah plus we have one instagram post yeah uh a day for each store and then now I think the collaborations have opened up so you can have, I think, five or six now. Yes. So now they're all collaborating together as well. Mm. So then you're getting, each store is getting four posts. Yes. Plus 100 yeah. stories. Yeah. 100 plus stories. Like if, even if they get 10 each, 25 dogs, that's 250 stories at, yeah. at a store. So and, uh, and everything is tagged. Yeah. to the next person so like to the client to the yes. whatever trainers involved what's going on yeah. the dogs in the background and then it all gets shared yes and then it, it just grows that web bigger and bigger yeah so you're so you're really account you've made yourself accountable to the client yeah that's yeah. that's the big i think the big game changer for you is that you've made yourself accountable to the client the stories have to get posted it's not like yeah. something that often it's, for, it's procedure too it's a yeah we need, we need we need cute photos. We need nice yeah. outdoor photos. We need photos with different lighting. Lighting. We need videos of training. We need videos of having fun. We need, yes. and uh, we have to tick all those boxes before yes. we do anything creative. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that yeah. stops a lot of business owners from posting so many stories or or posting at all is there's no one really keeping them accountable yeah. to making sure you're getting content out there. Whereas you're making yourself accountable to the client to say, Hey, we're going to get these stories up for you. Yeah. And so it's and accountability. The, the quality, the level of everything, all of that is 
included. I always pushed quantity over quality first, yep. but once we hit quantity, we, um, we started training hard on quality. Yes. Um, like we're using Lightroom now on everything. We're using yep. uh, presets, you know, yep. um, video content's done certain ways. So you're doing uh, both in short. quality and quantity. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And, yep. um, and yeah, well, I, this might even have been your original question, but, um, yeah. the, uh, the biggest like thing I get when I talk to business owners mm. is that they don't have time to do this. Yeah. And I do, I do three posts a week. Yes. A couple of stories here and there. Mm. Um, so out of the thousand stories and the, yeah. I don't know what, what that count was, the 40 posts. Yes. I do three. Yeah. Um, and that is the procedures, the, the training, yeah. the me teaching Liv how to do things and then Liv's constantly following up with everybody. Yes. It's communication and meetings and Yeah, you like, made it a, a um, priority and you're keeping everyone accountable to that. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um yeah. And the biggest thing is like like you know, the idea should be coming from you as the as the business owner. But unless yeah. like the main thing that, that attracts you to the business you're running is running the Instagram, mm. then you're wasting your time. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I like doing it, but I got nothing on the staff members. Like yeah. they do it and it's done and they move on. And like, yes. especially the younger people get, it's like a yes. you know, third hand to them. And I, yes, we didn't have iPhones. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's a big game changer. And, and I think that leads me into, you know, a couple of questions I want to ask. One is what's the biggest challenge? that you've faced to date with walkies and what'd you learn from that? Um, what did I learn from that? That's good. Uh, so the biggest challenge I definitely have and, uh, and it's always ongoing because it's a constant learning, especially like as we're growing, you know, like you said, we've, we've got four locations yes. now. So, um, I think we're up to 25 staff ish. Yep. Um, and people like mm. I am good with dogs. Yes. I'm great with dogs. Like we have like a movement, like a communication. And then in is, general. Is there, sorry, is there similarities between dogs and people? Like are, 100%. You, are you, you know, and, and there was a great book called Sales Dogs where basically teaches you about selling to people and relating, and relating the different types of salespeople two breeds of dogs okay so yeah, i don't great. know if i've told you about that before <laughs> but um but yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts on dogs and people like, um, like well so, so you know this but the book i've been working on for a while is yeah is that teaches you how to train dogs but all along with the reference of how it taught me to like be more confident and like fit into the world properly and, and whatnot yes and um, because of the lessons you get from working with dogs yes um yeah, yeah. Look, the the biggest thing with people is that uh, everybody is so different, mm. and you only know what you know, so you don't understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And ever assuming that you don't, you understand where they're coming from, puts you in hot water real quick. Yes. Um. So the the biggest thing, uh, I I took this from you at some point in time, but but clear is kind, um, setting like achievable goals and always pushing those goals yeah and um and then having having boundaries having what you what you can you know what you expect from people making it very clear um never expecting something people aren't capable of doing so yes. that you don't put somebody in a situation that that you end up like yes like that becomes your fault yeah um and then and then communicating constantly like we have mm. uh, weekly manager meetings. They have weekly meetings with their staff. Yeah. Um, we have monthly, like everybody talks, all the different like aspects of what we do has constant communication. We use Google chat so that there's always things going on. Yes. Um, finding ways to be across everything and, and then also being able to like separate, separate individuals to have conversations because, uh, it goes both ways. Like you don't, you don't know everything. Uh, yes. Brene Brown says the story, yeah. the story I'm telling myself right now. Mm. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking like this person's hating working here. They're, they're not doing the things, whatnot. Yes. 
they think that that we're giving them too much to do like not enough support not enough this and yeah. it's just because there was no communication yeah so, so you you talk you have procedures but also within that there's a constant communication line so that you're aware of what's going on yes and um yeah, yeah i think i think how how good are one-on-one chats yeah for just that communication yeah like i i find that you know, work, working with your team, working with other leaders in business, not just the business owners, but other managers in business. One of the biggest things that come come up is, yeah, it's it's managing people, mm. and I think quite often I'm giving I'm, I'm giving the advice: sit down and have a one on one with them. Yeah, sit down and have a one on one chat. Talk about all the things that they're doing fantastically well. Talk about the things that you need them to work on and find out where you can best support them and remember to bring it back bringing it back to the larger vision here's where we're going here's where we're working on this is why it's so important that we work yeah. on these little things because the little things all add up to the big things to the greater vision of where we're going and just those one-on-one chats can be so powerful yeah i've, I've i don't think i've I've hardly ever left a one-on-one chat with my team and felt bad or regretted that decision. Like, 100%. it's always good to get it out on the table. The communication is so important, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, another uh, a good lesson that we've been going through lately, this is just in the last few weeks with my uh, like manager staff, but um, we've been practicing, this is another Brene Brown thing, but uh, assuming that everybody is giving 100%. Mm. So... Um, if we're having issues with anybody specifically, then then we're still going to go out there and communicate and and find you know see what's going on and whatnot. But if they're giving a hundred percent and it's not working, then either a we're not giving them enough support, yeah, or b they're in the wrong position. Mm. And either one, if you catch it because you're looking for that, you're looking for it. They either need support or they need to be, uh, you know this isn't for them, let's find something else for them to do, then that will never turn negative. Yes. And it becomes a really easy conversation to have because we can we can be like, oh, something's gone wrong here. Let's go in thinking that they need more support. Hey, how can I support you better? Yes. How can we, how can we be better at this? Yes. And if they say, hey, I'm just struggling, this isn't really, and you get that vibe from the conversation, you're like, cool, no, yeah. no drama, you know? Like this is, it, you know, it's either an avenue that we weren't meant to go down or let's go to this plan and I'll revisit that with somebody else. Yes. And, um, and it just keeps everything like all the communication so much more comfortable. Yes. Um, like proactive. Yeah. Um, and, the, and just those questions that you asked then are so powerful to ask those kinds of questions, isn't it? How can I help support you with this? Yeah. You know, where do you need help? How can we help you with this? It's basically saying, Hey, we need to change. We need, we need to do this. This needs to change. So it's saying it needs to happen but I'm on your team with this. Mm. How can I help you with this? What do you need from us? And that, that's a big thing. Though. If we if we go back to like previous Nath growing up, like working my ass off all the time, kind of, yeah. it's not the hard work that makes jobs suck. It's yeah. the expectations not meeting like what you're actually capable of, mm. and then because there's no communication or, or the you know, um, I always say like it's not their fault. They didn't know any better, but. Yeah. Um, they, they give you a job, you sign the contract and then they just pile the work on mm. and get angry when you don't complete it. Yes. Whereas seeing these things come up and being like, hey, how can I support you better? How can we set you up to, to achieve this? Or even like in the meeting where you're, where you're giving them the job to do, Yeah. Um, do you feel like you've got enough support to get this done? Yes. Like, is the team capable of doing this? Yes. Is, is it like, would this be better with that team? Yes. And, and you can do this other thing. Like, yeah. let, let's make sure what we're doing is, is like set up. And yeah. then, and then like this all ties into that risk stuff too, because, because if I know that this is how our teams are operating below me, mm. then I don't have to look backwards. Then yeah. I'm here talking to you about, Hey, yes. I, I got this idea. I want to add a dog wash. Yes. Um, yeah, let's, let's rumble with that kind of thing instead. Yes. Um, yeah. I love it, mate. That's really, that's really important points about the team and managing mm. people because, the higher that you go with any career or business, the more you grow, the less it becomes about the actual skill itself and the better you have to get at managing people yeah. and managing your yourself as well with that. So it's and this like, is it's all like, like growing too, you know? Like, yeah. like 
when we when we opened the second store, yeah, first store was easy because you're physically around the people, like you're basically friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, second store is now you're not in the same place. You got to get better with people. You got to yeah. get better with and, leadership. And you have management. to get uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you have to. Yes. You figure it out. You know? That's what. That's where it comes back to what we first started talking about in this chat. Working on yourself is yeah. more important than working on the business mm-hmm. because if you can work on yourself in those situations and get better with your your time management, your management of yourself, managing people, communication, if you're if you're working on those skills, then the business can grow. Mm-hmm. But until you develop those skills, you can't scale your business. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's you, you um, like your time. Your time should be more on on that like like yes. if i'm in the car i'm listening to Brene brown russell brand even yeah. like um eckhart told the other day just from the power of now like that yeah. kind of stuff is so important yeah um and then you know between driving between stores and then i come talk to you about my plans and like we throw ideas around and it's always about that kind of growth yes. even um like i think therapy is important just because it's that same kind of idea and not because like you're worrying about the past so much as like how do i approach the future from a you know like a value point of view yes and um and all of that gives you space to then come up with these kind of things yes that that are so uh, perfect so important i love it mate really good so i want to power through a few more of these questions what's the biggest mistake (laughs) biggest mistake biggest mistake uh is i like i pride myself on making little mistakes Mm. (laughs) like i think that's important but like a big overall mistake that I kind of saw a huge turnaround that this is, you know, like three years in, I had been pushing and it wasn't until I realized, like I had this epiphany that you'd been saying it to me the whole time, but I had been trying to do the industry standard of, of dog training. I was trying to do one-on-ones. I was trying to do group classes. I want to do puppy school. I want to do like the, the daycare academy thing. I want to do boarding trains and boarding and all of these things. And it just spreads you thin and and you have like expensive classes and cheap classes and, and all these different things. And I just kind of went like 95% of what we do is the dog academy. Mm. And it, this is like when we opened the third store. And, um, and I just deleted everything else off the website. Yeah. We do the dog academy and we do puppy school because puppy school helps set up dogs for a good home. And pushes them into the dog academy afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I went from me doing like one-on-one stuff and like charging a bomb for like my call-out fee and all that kind of thing yeah. to me using that time to grow the business. And here we are four stores later, all the numbers that are going up. We're yes. making like heaps better like financial decisions and, uh, and we're making more money than when I was working long yes. days. And, and, you know, I still do that stuff because I love it and I want to be like connected and in mm. it. Yeah. But um, but I don't. It's not like a revenue stream that we rely on. Yes, that's more of a. Yes, I, I like to train dogs. Yeah, you narrowed your focus down. Yeah, you narrowed your offering down so you could focus on doing that really well. And then what that allowed you to do was train your team to be really good at that one thing instead yeah. of trying to train your team to do five different things well. Train them to do one thing really yeah. well, and it makes it makes it so much easier for them to get their head around, for them to learn quicker, for them to master, for you to be able to manage, for you to be able to market. Yeah. So that's and a that, really good point. And, you know, before I said about how I, I, I don't like to follow anybody that, that's stuck or, or behind me because I want to be moving forward, the our industry is full of everybody that has been doing the exact same thing since the 50s. Mm. Like nothing has changed, like other than, you know, techniques and it's a little more humane kind of thing yes but um it's not like they don't they don't do it like there's no different programs there's no different trying things out or anything and we've kind of like stripped that down done something completely different to everyone else yeah and all we get is five star reviews you know like Mm. um we're making real difference we're hitting all of our values before anything else yes and then the more i keep you know stay on that path yes then financially we grow too. Yeah. And uh, that has more, you know, it's not the other way. Like I could just do the same as everybody else and grow financially, but everything else falls apart. Yes. And yeah, uh, it's not, yeah, 
you kind of have to hold on, take the risk. Yes. And, um, and once you start seeing it, it becomes easier. But yeah, uh, I, it's the same in every industry, you know, like like mm. Uber taking it away from taxis, all that kind of stuff. Like mm. it is, you have to, you have to jump. You have to be the yes. the biggest thing, not just ride behind somebody and yes. work. Really good points, mate. What is something overrated and underrated? What's something overrated that business owners, in your opinion, are spending too much time on and what's something underrated they're spending too little time on? Um, overrated, uh, paying for marketing. Mm. Um, not that it... Paying for ads in particular or... Uh, yeah, any anything old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you... I'm not saying you shouldn't ever do it. I'm just saying doing it, expecting it to increase sales is uh, so like radio, newspapers, mm. um, Google ads, all of that is unless you completely understand it and you can get into it yourself and you have somebody that, you know, you, you're getting a visible ROI on it. If then, you can, if you can track it, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? You kind of, you need a, need a way to be able to track what the return is yep. on that marketing. It so won't measure. It, you, you can't it, manage what you can't measure. Yeah, well, it can still work, obviously, but yep. you, you want to be able to track it in some way. Have an exclusive offer which you put on, you know, you put out a, as an ad. Um, have a way of asking customers or or or, or a checkbox they have to fill out so you can ask how they heard about you. So you you have a way of tracking that. Yeah, method of advertising, and uh, like I like as a branding exercise, we've done it mm. quite a few times, and uh, it definitely works. Like yeah. uh, like an expert proofing kind of thing. Like it, it just puts your name in the place. Yes, but I I've never really been in a position where I've seen a return of investment that isn't better than doing it another way. Yeah. Um, and they, that's also like industry specific too. Like, yes. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, I think like throwing money at it because it's what you're told to do. Mm. And like, you just like, even if you Google Facebook ads once, you yes. get phone calls the next day from random people. Like, yes. Um, it is, yes. it's just so saturated and easy to get caught up in that. Uh, it's a bit of a sinkhole until you understand what you're doing. Yeah. It's all, it's, I find a good starting point is to go hardest with organic yeah. first to really find out, test out what your offers are, build the audience, build the, build the expert status. Mm. And then, and then at that point, like when you've kind of exhausted the organic, you might find you that you never need to advertise, but if you feel like you've exhausted the organic, then, well, yeah, then and you make your own audiences uh, and then, uh, really the only time I, I guess like boost or, or pay for that kind of marketing is if I'm then pinpointing to our existing audience yeah but we got that audience organically yes and then I'm going alright now out of those people this yes. age bracket that live in this area I want them to know public schools on next month yes so I'm going to hammer that yes but other than that it's it's um, it's just you don't like want to the, just, the assumption of how you use it is overrated. Like, yes, you like don't want to just throw money at something and think this is gonna this is gonna be great building my brand. It's great. You kind of you you want a, a way of measuring and making sure you're gonna get a return on that spend. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's Good marketing point. because you love it. Yeah. Like like I'd love to put up a sign at the local football field. Yes. Because, because sponsor, I want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sponsor, sponsor. You know, I sponsor the Kaima Power AFL because. Yeah. You know, not not from a business point of view, but just because that's where my heart is. Like, yeah, uh, and you uh, want to be involved and yeah. whatnot. I was saying to yeah. somebody just this morning, um, we have like a football player we're training dogs for, yeah. and I go above and beyond. I like his football team. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's I'm it. Like, that's an investment because it's a. I get something cool out of it. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not a um, advertising thing. But You're yeah, still getting a so, return. So yeah. What about underrated? What's 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 underrated? Um. Uh, two things with. Uh, I, that I really think are underrated. One is using subscription services, uh, like becoming subscription services. So mm -hmm. a big game changer for us was turning from a, you pay in cash or you pay money when you turn up on the days that you turn up yes. and becoming a, a, like a, just like going to a gym system. Yes. You, you sign up for an ongoing contract. You can leave at any time with two weeks notice, uh, but every Tuesday, for example, this much money will come out of your account. 
Yes. Um, weekly or fortnightly, but we're in, we're in now. So um, uh, that is like now that you have clients coming. Yeah. Uh, that that my second thing is um, people having skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So like you have to once you have somebody that has like made a financial commitment to something then you start changing the way that your clients act. So now we have clients that are, that are doing the work. Yes. So our job's becoming easier because there's like a financial commitment from them. Yes. So now they're committed. Now they're, they're actually listening. They're doing things. They're, uh, they want to try the food. They want to buy this while they're there. Yes. Uh, we're already past that. Yes. Um, also, as far as retail and everything goes, we can take away the, the live payment so nobody has to pay for things when they're... We can just add it to the bill and it comes out of the next payment. Gotcha. So, yeah. so dog food, add-ons, all of yes. that kind of stuff becomes... Uh, nobody has to reach into their pocket whilst yes. they're talking to a salesperson. Yes. Um, and that that's amazing. Like yes. That's, that's a big game changer. The skin in the game thing is, is a big one from a, a coaching perspective too. You 100%. Know, you know, people have to pay for your coaching services. If they're not, there is no skin in the game. Mm. There's no, there's, they're not accountable to really getting it done. If you have to move mountains, I'm trying to see if the book's over there. To the book, the expert success is that what that book's oh, called? Expert success, expert, expert uh, secrets. Expert secrets. Yeah. And he says he um, it's twenty five thousand mm. dollars to come to his seminar, and he's had mm. ten family members come, and uh, none of them have ever accomplished anything but yes. everyone else leaves making millions of dollar businesses and yes, setups and for sure it, you can't do things for free yeah and i've found that myself that is so true because as soon as you you're like you know what i'll just do it for free all of a sudden you get a message i can't come in today mm. like, sorry can't make it oops didn't get the actions done there has to be skin in the game yep. and the more you have to move mountains to make it happen like i know when we first started working together that was a real challenge for you you only just started the business yeah you're paying for coaching and it was more than what you were making in the business at the time but you moved mountains to make it happen and so you were I so accountable ride to my it. motorbike to your studio because yeah. I, I, my car broke down and i couldn't afford a new one dude <laughs> i remember you riding that motorbike too <laughs> yeah. i remember that i didn't know that was the reason why <laughs> yeah that's why i was on the bike that's all amazing that time. But the more you the more you have to move mountains to make it work means that you are going to be more committed, more accountable to actually taking the action and making it happen. If you're not, if it's a if it's a mm. free thing, if you're getting free coaching, free um, free mentoring, a free course, you know, how accountable are you really to actually taking the action and getting the value from it? Yeah. So that's a really good point about about that from your perspective with your clients. The subscription service, absolute game changer. More automated, less ha- less handling, more commitment from the clients. Yeah. 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 And really, like, easy to manage. Yes. Yeah. It, it's really made made life so much better. Yes. Um, Mate, what's what's one last thing that you can share? Any any last tips or advice about? You know, being a business, being a business owner, and you know, you've got you've got a family, you've got um, little blue. You know, having that balance between growing the business and also spending time with the family. Anything you can share? Some last pearls of wisdom. Um, yeah, sh- sure. So, so a big thing about that having a family has taught me, and uh, uh, as you know yourself, you know the boys. They, um, yeah. the time changes. You start to see time as money. Um, and and whilst you know to pro- to provide and to to make everybody have the freedom and the nice you know you want to have a nice house you want to be able to do all the comfortable things and so all that there is a price that you have to be able to achieve mm. but your values kind of change so you so having having time like having I guess being able to change your schedule when necessary, being able to schedule in family time, being able to take weekends or holidays or everything, yes. uh, that kind of kind of cuts in. Like if 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 your values take away from from your financial goal, so you, so you, you kind of I'll accept making less money every week for you know I'll take my money as time instead of like an actual financial figure. Yeah. When you when you hold on to your values and you start to like you're growing so your business is changing direction and your business is pointing towards those values it takes 
I, I feel like it took me six to eight months and then we started making more money. Mm. But with this new set of values. Mm. So, so then the business has had time to, to grow it pointing in the direction that we should have more time with our families and we should have more of this as well as being really good at what we do. And that little bit of a cut I took, I accepted so that I could stay home or, you know, go out more and, and take blue so my wife could work and whatnot. That uh, didn't just come back. It came back heaps bigger than it was before. Yes. Um, and that is, that's that. You've got to go. You've got to be honest to yourself and, and really kind of follow that and that another yes. risk that I took because I, I I just like priced it up and I'm like yes like what is the difference between that much money a year and and the first year of my daughter's life like, yes like I, I prefer this you know yeah. we can do that later and yeah six to eight months and I saw a complete turnaround and it just started going back yeah and, and I uh, think I think that something that you do really well is you value your time so much that you know that working on the business is the best place for your time yeah and you'll make sure you empower the team to do what they need to do because your time is best spent doing the actual work on the business which is why you've been so dedicated to our coaching sessions and learning and you know that your time is best spent in those areas and so yeah it is valuing your time and knowing where you need to put your time in order to move the needle to grow the most yeah that's a really good point mate so awesome awesome to sit down with you nate yeah great thank you so much for being part of the business breakthrough podcast episode three yeah so good to chat to you i hope uh you guys got some real pearls of wisdom out of that one at that this episode there's been some man (laughs) yeah been some really good gems here so remember to subscribe to this podcast And you can check out Nath Morrison and Walkie's Dog Training. They're all over Instagram. There's there's 100 accounts there. (laughs) (laughs) Walkie's Dog Training being the main account. Easy to find. Yeah, they can check out. Uh, So remember to subscribe to the podcast. Check out Walkie's. Follow myself, Glenn Hayworth underscore coach on Instagram as well for more business marketing and mindset tips. And thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Nate, for being here. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave a review and follow Glenn Hayworth, business coach, for more business, marketing, and mindset tips.